Section 2, Lesson 10. To whom much is given, much is demanded. Uh, guys, uh, th this lesson is very short, but before we get there, I want to still remind you uh, that please do not skip uh, Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3, because they are the basis of Season 4 to Season 8. You understand? You, you won't understand very well Season 4 to Season 8 uh, if you have not done Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3, because uh, our teachings, guys, if you've noticed, they trace Jesus back uh uh back in the beginning you understand in other words adam is taken through jesus adam is created by god through jesus so in the new testament jesus is now coming back because if adam dies spiritually and is uprooted from jesus if adam has to now go back to god again he has to go back to god through who through through jesus you understand through the same man whom he came uh from you understand so our teachings make Jesus our ancestor. If you're a Christian, Jesus is your ancestor, is the one you should worship, you understand? Many people don't understand and others reject Jesus. So they don't want salvation because they don't understand where this Jesus is coming from. They believe in their own things, believe everything, but they don't want to believe the person through whom they came, you understand? So it is imperative that you get the, uh, phase one, phase two, phase three. It will help you. Even those who are born again, they disobey Jesus because they don't understand his origin. So in our teachings, we make you understand that Jesus originated in the beginning. You understand? And, 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 and Adam was uh, was created through Jesus. Even though Adam came from God, he came from God through Jesus because he was in the beginning. It says in the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. You'll find that in John 1. You understand? Also, you'll find that everything was created through, by, and for Jesus. You'll find that in Colossians 1 verse 18. So, I want you to understand that. I don't want you to disobey Jesus because you don't understand. I'm not saying you should obey Jesus, but I'm saying that if you decide to disobey Jesus, it should be uh, from from, um, from you. In other words, you must make an informed decision. Don't just uh, disobey or reject Jesus without knowing. So I'm giving you that chance to have an informed decision before you decide. What you do about it, guys, it is your business, but you have to know. Jesus expects me to tell you the truth, but what you do about it, that is really your own business anyway let us continue uh please open the gospel of Matthew 24 14 to 15 it says again the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip he called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone he gave five bags of silver to one two bags of silver to another and one bag of silver to the last dividing it in, pro in proportion to their abilities he then left on a trip the gospel of luke 12 verse 48 says when someone has been given much much will be required in return and when someone has been entrusted with much even more will be required uh, guys i don't know if you if you've seen that people are never the same people are never equal you understand you have your gift maybe i'm five percent gifted maybe you are 20 percent gifted but we're never the same so we need to demand the people what we know they 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 are capable of giving you understand that's how god does things you understand that's how jesus does things he says dividing it in proportion to their abilities then he left on his oh, on his trip in fact this parable jesus was speaking about himself that he is the guy who's going to go after he went to the cross going to go away but he will leave us with gift to do work for him here on earth so he will give us gift but they won't be the same or equal so you need to know how much is given you because that is how much is going to be demanded from you you understand jesus guys has a gift that no one uh has in other words 
he had a full measure of the Holy Spirit. You'll also find that in the Gospel of John 1. He had a full measure of the Holy Spirit. We each have uh, a level or, or, or a certain number of gifts uh, collectively. What he has alone. I mean, guys, Jesus was able to see Satan. You read about Satan. Jesus was able to see and speak to him directly. Nine, nine. You know, even God, obviously, the Father, you understand? You read about them, but Jesus was able to see them and speak to them. You understand? You see, in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 4, where Jesus is taken to the mountain and tested by, by Satan, anyone who would be seeing Jesus uh, speaking to, to Satan would be like, this dude is crazy. Why? He's speaking alone. No, Jesus wasn't speaking alone. He was speaking directly with Satan. You understand? Because he was uh, gifted to that extent. Nevertheless, guys, I wanted to stress something here, which is very, very important, which has confused many people. It confused me as well, guys. I'm going to be honest with that. You know, you see people going to church, they prophesy, they heal, they perform miracles, but they never obey Jesus. Pastors are sleeping around, preaching uh, the love of things of the world, is blessing, preaching money, preaching riches, yet they're still gifted. They prophesy, they heal, perform miracles. Why? I will explain to you. You see, guys, when the... When you get born again, meaning when you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, you become born again, even though you'll be sinning at the time because you don't understand the word yet. So Jesus will not obviously uh, judge you. He will keep forgiving you until he is cognizant that you know the truth, right? So when the Holy Spirit indwells you after you become spiritually alive, because the Holy Spirit will not indwell you when you're spiritually dead, meaning when you have not had your spirit cleansed, when you have not accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior. So he won't indwell you. So when you do that, he will indwell you. Then he will impart gift to you. He will deposit gifts to you. Those gifts that he imparts uh, to you, they are imparted or deposited into your human spirit, not in the Holy Spirit in you, meaning if I get born again right now and I have Jesus, the Holy Spirit will come and indwell, right, me. But that gift that he will give will be given directly straight to me. It won't be the gift in the Holy Spirit as if like if the Holy Spirit leaves, he will leave with a gift. No. So when I start, uh, okay, then after the Holy Spirit has, 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 has indwelled me. He will start teaching me his word. Then after teaching me his word, he will then allow Satan to tempt me and test me and, and, and do all sorts of rubbish and nonsense. Then if I decide to disobey Jesus, then the Holy Spirit, because it's a decision, when I know the truth and I don't obey him, it's a decision. So he has to leave because the Holy Spirit is here to help you obey Jesus. He's here to help you to, to do God's will. If you do your own will, you don't need the Holy Spirit because he doesn't know your will. He only knows God's will. You have to find the spirit of the world. In fact, once you decide to do your own will, the Holy Spirit will depart. Then the spirit of the world will come and indwell you. Then they will uh, help you with your will because they will help you with the worldly stuff. You understand? So when he leaves, after I decide to disobey him, he will go alone and leave the gift in me. In other words, any other spirit that will come after that will use the gift that I have. I don't know, guys, if you understand. So many people are confused. Why people who go to church who don't obey Jesus are gifted like this? It's because they were gifted. 
those gifts were given by the Holy Spirit. But when he left, he didn't live with them. You understand? He left alone and left the gift with people. So the spirits of the world, they come and use those gifts. You'll continue prophesying. You'll continue healing. You'll continue uh, performing miracles. Even if you're doing all those things, even speaking in tongues. People don't understand this thing about speaking in tongues. People speaking in tongues, they disobey Jesus. You see, guys, if you want to test that, Go right now if you are speaking in tongues, you have been born again. Go right now and have sex with someone not married with. You'll see, you'll still continue praying in tongues. Why? It's a gift. It's a gift of the spirit. You understand? And also Satan lives in the spirit realm. They speak. They speak this gift. You understand? So when a person disobeys Jesus and the Holy Spirit lives, you will continue with that gift. Because the gift was deposited into your human spirit, not into the Holy Spirit. So when he lives, he lives alone. That is why you'll find people who go to church, people who claim to be saved, people who, you understand, pastors who, who sleep around and preach money and the love of the things of the world, covetousness, they still prophesy, heal, and, and perform miracles. And, and you understand, because the Holy Spirit uh, left that gift and departed, but the spirit in them will now continue using the gift. Also, what I wanted to speak about was the fact that, you know, uh, the, the Holy Spirit tends to put people together. He points you to a person. For instance, he might point a husband to me or point a wife to you. And then after he's done that, that person, it doesn't mean the person is right, is righteous. No, but the Holy Spirit will make sure that the person gets saved, hear his word. Then after that, after a person has understood his word, the person will have to decide whether they will continue obeying Jesus or not. If they decide not to obey Jesus, then the Holy Spirit will reveal to you that this person has decided that they will never obey me. They don't want to do um, his will. Then it will be your decision what you do about it. If you decide to go with that person, then the Holy Spirit will also leave you, depart from you, and he will leave you with that person, even though initially he put you two together. You see, guys, whenever you disobey Jesus, he lives because his spirit nature cannot live in a sinner. He can't. If you've been sinning, it's because you're a baby Christian. You're a child. He says children do not sin. But if you sin, there is blood, meaning he forgives. And then he says once you willingly sin after knowing the truth, meaning you're sinning on purpose, he does not forgive. You understand? So you, people can be put together by God initially in the beginning. But if they dis if they if they don't obey if they don't continue obeying him he departs so it's up to you what you do so what happens is that he will inform you if you are the one uh, obeying him that this person is not obeying me leave him so if you decide to go with the person the holy spirit will have to leave you as well because you are now choosing the person who doesn't want him he cannot uh, indwell you just because you don't want to. Because what you are doing is also uh, rejecting Jesus. By choosing this person who doesn't obey Jesus, you are also deserting Jesus. You understand? So we need to understand. It happens, you understand? So uh, many people, in fact, I've had these people uh, who were put together. And uh, I've had friends who were put together by the Holy Spirit. You know, and the Holy Spirit confirmed, you know, they, they are, they, yes, it's me who's done that, but they, they must be tested as well. So after the testing and after they've known the truth, the person, uh, the people decide to disobey Jesus and continue in their sin. Guys, it's 
difficult to obey Jesus. It's difficult because it's working against our flesh. Our flesh wasn't saved. Even if we do get baptized, nothing happens to our flesh. It's just a pledge of good conscience. And it also identifies us with uh, the dead, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. So it does nothing for our bodies. It doesn't cleanse us at all. You understand? So it's difficult to be saved because it's difficult to obey Jesus. If you don't obey Jesus, you're no longer saved. You, you, you might be going to church. In fact, you are a church goer. Guys, I've written uh, also, I, I can't remember which season, uh, how to spot uh, hypocrites and also to differentiate between a churchgoer and um, a believer because there is a difference. A churchgoer will do their own will, will disobey Jesus and still go to church. Whether they go Monday to Friday or Sunday to Sunday, it doesn't matter. But a believer will obey. It's in the obedience. That's why Jesus says you'll see them by what? By their fruits, by their actions. Guys, you don't know me. You've only heard about me. Maybe I don't obey Jesus. My teachings are not important at all. What is important is God's word. His word still remains the same. It hasn't changed. So it is important for you to understand that just because I'm preaching like this, I'm against sin. I am actually preaching against sin because the Holy Spirit revealed to me that people who are in churches are no longer forgiving their sins because they sin purposely. Pastors are harboring people who don't obey him. So because of that, these people have died spiritually. So I, I became scared because I do not want to die spiritually. I became scared because I don't want to be like the people who go to church. They are guys, you know, pastors, they want followers. I've got 20,000 members in my church. I've got 10,000 members in my church. It's better to have one member than to have 20 members who are spiritually dead. People who are going to hell. Pastors have members, millions, mega churches. This thing called mega churches, that has destroyed the world. This church of rich people. Pastors have millions of members, millions of followers. These people are dead. Guys, I'd rather have no one following me. I'd rather have no one listening to the teachings than have 50 million people who are dead. What is that going to do for me? Nothing, because I'm, I'm going to lose Jesus. If I preach nonsense, Jesus is going to leave. So guys, when we start disobeying Jesus, that's what happens to our spirit. We, we die knowingly when you do it knowingly so my preachings are against sin because that is what i've seen you know at first when the holy spirit started speaking to me saying don't do this don't do this don't do this don't do this and i was still going to church at the time and i used to be so angry why would he keep uh, uh telling me not to do this people in church are doing the very same things why he doesn't tell them you know to me at first it seems very unfair but later because he he, he kept quiet kept quiet. I kept asking him, why you this is harassment. You're harassing me. But later, years after, after he told me that the beast is preaching in the church, this message of riches and, and the love, things of the world, blessings, they, they don't come from him, but they come from the beast. Then he made me understand that he didn't want me to die spiritually. He didn't want me to lose him. Then I understood because he said that he doesn't, he, he is no longer forgiving people in churches because people are sinning left, right and center on purpose. They know the truth. Guys, I mean, guys, we are the graduates. We went to school. We learned it. You understand? Yet we don't want to read the word on our own. We rely on pastors. Guys, if a pastor obeys Jesus, you, how would you know if a pastor obeys Jesus? You read the word. You know the signs. 
You know the fruit. If you read the word, you know what they should and shouldn't be teaching, what they should and shouldn't be doing. So if the pastor is not obeying Jesus, don't go to that pastor. You're not forced. You're not forced because if you follow a person who doesn't obey Jesus, you and that person will go to the ditch. You understand? So just because I keep uh, telling you this, don't sin, don't sin, it doesn't mean that you should stop sinning. But I want to give you a chance to make an informed decision. Should you decide to disobey Jesus, continue, I mean, disobeying Jesus, it should come from you. It's your decision. It's freedom. Jesus gave us the blood and said, I've given you the blood. I've given you the commands. It's your decision what you do. You understand? So I, I preach this truth. I don't care what people do about it as long as they know the truth. And they make informed decisions. I don't want any follower. I don't want to be followed. I'm not interested in listeners. If I was interested in listeners or in followers, believe me when I tell you, I wouldn't preach his word. It's so hard no one will follow you. It's so hard no one will love you. So if I wanted followers or listeners, I really don't care about that. The only thing I care about is people knowing the truth, warning people that these pastors preaching riches and things of the world as blessings, they are killing you spiritually. But what you do about it, that is your own business. So also, and, and another example, you see guys, because I've been uh, teaching you against the love of man, the things of the world, and against disobeying God. Once, you see guys, my flesh, it, my flesh also loves money. My flesh also loves the things of the world. You understand? My flesh also wants to disobey God. So just because my flesh loves money or the things of the world or wants to keep disobeying God, it doesn't mean that I should change his word. I didn't come with his word. I didn't come with his kingdom. I was born after his kingdom came here. The kingdom, his kingdom came 2,000 years ago. And I was born in the early 80s. You understand? So, I'm not that old. Hello. <laughs> I'm not that old. But I need to make sure that I preach the truth. But you see, if now I start preaching that the things of the world are now blessings, if I now start preaching that riches are now blessing are coming from God, if I now start preaching that God is going to forgive you, for, oh, you're sinning, God is going to forgive you, forgive you, forgive you, forgive you, you need to know that a different spirit has now indwelled me. You understand? That's how you will know. When I'm preaching something that is not in line with what the Holy Spirit preached through Jesus, then believe you me, it's not it. It's not it. It's another spirit. So, once uh, different spirits indwell you after you've been saved, a message change. Message change will tell you now, you blessed, you blessed. And you start giving you the best of the world. They don't care whether you disobey Jesus or not. Because they, they, they want to make sure that you go to hell with them. So they don't want you to obey Jesus. They're interested in giving you these things so that you'll be kept glued in them. Then you will know, oh, guys, my message is not important. But the word of God is important. Don't take my message. Make sure that it is in line with the word of God. Make sure. Guys, I'm not getting any money for this podcast. I'm not getting any money for this podcast. I don't want any money from this podcast. As I told you, if I wanted money, I would preach something different to get money. And believe me, I will get money if I preach something different. But I don't want money. I don't want any money. They will be there. Live. They will be there. I've got a website as well. I've got a website. It's just www.podpage.com/nini 
there's my website www.podpage.com slash n-i-n-y that's my website you'll find me there i'm telling you i do not care i don't want any money i don't want any money if you want the truth if you are the person who is on the side of the truth you must take this truth whether they hurt or not you must take the truth but i'm not going to change the word because I want people to follow me. I don't want any followers. I don't want any listeners. I want you to know the truth so that when you go to on that day, on that very day, you will tell him that you knew the truth. You decided not to. That's it. So, guys, never. My message is not important. I mean, my message is not important at all. So, it is imperative, guys, to know when a different spirit has taken over. The message changes. The direction changes. The destiny changes. You become worldly. You become the person of the world. Why? The message has changed. It's taking you to a different place. You see, guys, the Holy Spirit will use that gift when he's in you. And Satan will use that gift as well when he is indwelling you. Both of them, the Holy Spirit or Satan, they will use you. They will use that gift. But Satan, guys, is not holy. He's spiritual. You know, guys, people tend to think that being spiritual is being holy. Hell never. Guys, I'm very spiritual. I'm a very spiritual person. Being spiritual, guys, is seeing, hearing, you understand, and operating for some in the spirit realm. But it has nothing to do with being holy. Take uh, mediums. For instance, mediums, they speak to dead people. You understand? We are admonished against that. You understand? You've, you get traditionalists. You understand? You, you get people who worship ancestors. Those people are spiritual. Anything that connects with a spiritual word means you are spiritual. You understand? But it does not mean that you are holy. It doesn't mean that you are holy because being spiritual means that you, you, you operate or you hear or you see in the spirit realm. It has nothing to do with being holy. Satan, guys, is spiritual. The guy lives in the spiritual world. Is he holy? Far from it. Far from it. So the only way to see a holy person is if you do know God's word and his command and you can judge a right. You do not need to have a gift to know if a person is a true Christian or not. No, you don't need a gift. Oh, no, but I can't see. I don't know if the person is a true, gift. Is a true Christian. No, you don't need a gift. You simply look at their actions. You read this word and find out if their actions are in line with this word. It's simple as that, guys. It's simple as that. Satan uses uh, these spiritualists, uses traditionalists, uses uh, mediums. Jesus does the same thing. Jesus uh, used daddy's gift to the fullest guys you need to take advantage of that man's gift use it to the fullest if you have it use it to the fullest i mean guys this dude will walk on water multiply bread calm the sea and many more raise the dead jesus's gift shocked us but he was not shocked by it because he created things i mean guys he walked on water because water was subject to his word he created them he did things that was normal for him guys the things he did was not normal for me, but they were normal for him. Because he will, he will multiply bread and he will like be shocked. But he wasn't shocked. Why? He created bread. He might not have uh, cooked it, but the raw materials, everything was created through by and for Jesus. So things were subject to him. 
The guy was so much gifted, it's not even funny. He did things that was not normal for, to us. This guy, guys, had one gift that he never shared with anyone. Jesus, I'm talking about Jesus. This guy had one gift that he will never share with anyone. I mean, guys, as I said in the beginning of this lesson, that we each have a different, or, or, or I mean, we each have a, a portion of, or, of his gift, but there is one gift he never shared with anyone. He never even shared it with daddy. Do you know what that gift is? He gave us eternal life. He gave us blood. Daddy can't give us eternal life. Daddy is not in the flesh. Jesus came and was in the flesh and he had blood. I can't take your blood. You can't take my blood. Even if you crucify me, your blood will, my blood will not help you. It's useless. Believe you me, it's not going to help you. I don't need your blood. You don't need my blood. Only Jesus can give us that blood because he's the only human being who also came here on earth, who was uh, spiritually alive. And Adam came through that guy. So he's the only one who can give us that blood. So even daddy cannot have that gift. The power of that guy, the power, he knows the guy is too powerful. <laughs> the guy was too powerful, too much. <laughs> and guys, because of that, much was demanded from him. Because of that, much was demanded from him. You see, if you go uh, and read the gospel of Mary chapter 20, there were two sons of Zebedee. They came with uh, their mother and the mother asked Jesus, can you please let this one son of mine sit at your left and the other in, in your kingdom? He responded, I mean Jesus, he responded by saying, can you drink the cup I am to drink? And they responded, yes, we can. Guys, all the others were indignant with them. They were so angry, they were so furious. How can they ask that? I mean, everyone wants to rub shoulders with uh, a higher man. Everyone wanted to rub shoulders with Jesus. You understand? So this mother must have sat down with his uh, sons the day before and said, Mom, in fact, their sons, I mean, the sons, they must have sat down with the mother and said, please speak to Jesus because you're old. He will uh, obey you. He will respect you. Tell him that we, me and my younger brother, we must sit next to him in his kingdom. And Jesus asked, will, will you, can you drink the cup I am to drink? Jesus was speaking about the pain he was going to go through, the pain of the cross. And he asked them, will you? And they said, yes, we can. Guess what? Jesus said, yes, indeed you will. But those places are prepared for the person whom my father had. You understand? So those places, in other words, the, those people were given much more than those two guys. Whoever would be sitting there. You see, guys, let me tell you one thing. I usually tell Jesus, I say, Jesus, don't give me any gift. I'm good with the way I am. I don't want any gift. Why? I understand how much pain you need to go through in order for that gift to be given to you. Jesus was gifted so much and he went through so much that guy would never come back here on earth. He would just stand there by the clouds because we banged him so much here. The guy was so much gifted. You see, guys, Jesus, he knew that, that Judas Iscariot was going to go to that place and betray him and stuff. But Jesus did not even say, you know what, let me take a route to Africa. Let me take a route to Asia. Let me take a route to uh, United States of America. No, he went straight to the place where Judas was going to betray him. He knew they would capture him there. Yet he went there. That guy was giving so much. So, so much was also expected from him. So much. You look at the Old Testament prophets. They died for Jesus. 
prophet Jeremiah said, you deceived me. <laughs> He's telling God, he said, you deceived me. People hated him. He was speaking against the pastors of his time. They hated him for that. They wanted to kill him and all. And Jeremiah was like, you deceived me. Telling God. These people, they went through so much. You see, guys, if you want more from that guy, oh, my word. Tell him you are prepared. You must be prepared. I tell him, listen, Jesus, I don't want to sit next to you in the kingdom <laughs> if I ever come. Guys, I'm trying. It's so difficult to go pay that man. But if I ever make it there, I'm not going to sit next to you. I'm not prepared to. I'm not. I'm just not. I will sit there by the gates. Oh, I will wash your feet because I'm not going, I'm not prepared for any more pain. Enough is enough. <laughs> Guys, if there was a button that the person can press and get out of this world, I would. I would. Guys, I mean, who would want to stay in a place where Satan is the one dishing blessings to people? Who would want to stay in a place where they can't love the things of the world? Guys, the things of the world are so beautiful. Oh, damn. Oh, my word. They are so beautiful. I can't love them. Money, guys. Oh. People are doing things that you can't imagine because of money. I can't do them. I want to do things. My flesh want to do things. Things that are, I, I can't even tell you right now. But I know that once I do that, I lose Jesus. So is it nice for me? No. If you think that I'm enjoying being here on earth. I mean, guys, I'm not even enjoying uh, this podcast. I'm not. Let me be honest with you. I'm doing it because I know that if I don't tell you the truth, Jesus will deal with me. You see, guys, Jesus spoke to Ezekiel. He said, Ezekiel, go to these obstinate people, these uh, stiff-naked people, this rebellious nation, and tell them my word. If you don't, I will ask their blood from you. Even though they will die in their sin, I will ask their blood from you. I don't want Jesus to ask your blood from me. You must know the truth. I'm doing it for me, not for anyone else. I don't enjoy this podcast, believe you me, but I have to. I have to make sure I tell you the truth. Because I don't want to go to hell. Guys, it's cruciating. Obeying Jesus is next to impossible. Next to impossible. You know, when you are surrounded by people who have given into the flesh, given, given into the love of money, the things of the world, uh, sex outside, maybe everything. You go to church, pastors are preaching exactly that people are going to be forgiven. They keep sinning because they think they're going to be forgiven. You understand? They're doing everything. Left, right, and center. Nobody is stopping. No one. No one. Therefore, I'm left with without a friend. I'm left with no one. With no one. Am I perfect? Hell to the never. No. But I want to make it to God's kingdom. Therefore, I have to fight. Even if it's difficult, it's impossible. It's next to impossible. It's excruciating. Especially when you have to do it alone because those around you have given in. So difficult, guys. It's so difficult. I tell him I'm not. I don't want a, a, a huge position then in the kingdom of heaven. I don't. It's okay for me to sit there by the gate. Mm -mm, no more. <laughs> it's enough, guys. Enough. I can't go on with this much pain anymore on earth. It's difficult. You see, you find people saying, "Oh, be saved." It's easy to be saved. It's because they are not obeying Jesus. If you obey Jesus, you know how difficult it is. You know, if you read the book of Revelation, it says that they did not love their lives so much as to shrink to death. They knew the difficulty. It's so difficult to obey that man. I don't even. I don't even want him to ask me if I'm willing to feel more pain. No, no, I don't. Guys, never in my life have I. 
have I encountered something as hard and, and painful as obeying that guy upstairs? The guy is too expensive. Jesus is too expensive, guys. Jesus is too expensive. Jesus, guys, was given so much that he was alone, yet he knew that he was expected to stand those trials alone. And he will say, my father is with me. Look at all those people that he dealt with in the Old Testament. They died for him. Why? They were expected to die for Jesus. They were given that much. They were given that much. Look at his disciples. These people, guys, their eyes were gouged off, beaten to death. Paul said that he, he was even willing to die. And then look at this generation, this embarrassment. This generation and its pastors are a joke in the second heaven where Satan sits. I'm telling you, they look at this generation and they laugh. They even call us nonsensical generation with our pastors. They can see this nonsense that is going on. They laugh. These people, guys, in this generation, we can't stand the heat. Once we find out that people will unfollow us, people will, will hate us, we, we change the message to suit them so that they can be happy. This generation, once they find out, they quickly change the message. To be honest with you guys, I think Jesus decided to call the Judases in this generation. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. His word is sold in churches here. People are selling away. Because, you see, guys, people who go to church, let me be honest with you, especially people who are saved, they are so rich. This God of this age, this beast is blessing them there in, in churches. So pastors have changed the message. The beast has taken over. And the pastors are giving four by fours. They, they, they have these people building them mansions for huge houses. They change the message. They changed the message. If guys, if Jesus did say that in the last generation, false prophets will rise. And that means he must himself call the Judases. Guys, if Jesus says that in the end times, false prophets will rise. It means that in the end generation, meaning this generation, he must call the Judases to sell his word. It's simple as that, guys. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. If I were, guys, if I were to invoke Paul to come and see this generation, oh my word, Paul will not even laugh. laugh. He will whip everyone in the synagogue. Everyone, churches will be empty. Guys, am I saying all these pastors are like that? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that those who oppose the, these uh, manifesting pastors are quiet and are hiding, which is actually the same thing. It's called guilty by association. You know, if you stick with people who are doing something wrong and you don't leave, it means you are guilty as well. It's called guilty by association. Leave, hide, go live in the forest if you have to. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I cannot stand nonsense anymore. People want money and blessings. You understand? We are preaching what they want to hear because we do not want to lose them. Because we don't want them to hate us. Hate me. Hate me. Where is the Paul? Where is the James? Where is the John? Where is the Peter? Guys, Jesus will take you to death in order for you to prove how much you love him. Revelation 12 verse 11 says, And they have defeated him with the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much as to shrink to death. Do you know what this means? It means they defeated him with the blood, meaning they got saved. 
Guys, if you're not saved, you can't defeat Satan. Let us be honest. If you go to any church that doesn't preach salvation or agree with salvation, stop. You are wasting your time. You can't defeat Satan because you're spiritually dead. You have Satan's nature. How can you defeat him with his nature? It's impossible. So it says they defeated him with the blood of the lamb, meaning they got saved. Secondly, by their testimony. In other words, they testified to what Jesus was saying. They preached what Jesus was preaching. Jesus said, if they hated me, they will hate you too. If they loved me, they will love your message as well. But they hated me. Therefore, they will hate you too. He says a servant is not greater than his master. In other words, if we are preaching what Jesus preached, then people should not love us. People should not love us. He says, and they did not love their lives so much as to shrink to death. They preferred, they, guys, they said it's okay, kill us, but you're not going to change. You know, the pastors of their time, they flogged them, making sure they died because they didn't want their, their message. They were killed for it. Why? They were trying uh, to make sure that they changed their message. Did they? Did they? No, but they were killed. They continued. They were killed. What kind of testimony, guys, do we get in these days? God bless me with this. God bless me with that. He bless me. He bless me. Nonsense. Rubbish. Talking about the God of this world blessing you. Talking about the God of this world blessing you. Can't you testify about the things that Jesus said? You're testifying nonsense. People are going into church to go and testify with their khakis and this and that. I mean, like, really? Like, seriously? Ah, guys, we've got guides. We, I don't know, guys. We are not ashamed. Why? Are we not given what they were given, guys? Are we not given much to be tested? Maybe, guys, daddy does not love us in this generation. I, I'm telling you, guys, I sit down and I'm like, maybe daddy doesn't love us in this generation. What kind of nonsense is this? You can't even get a word of God from the churches. You know, in the Old Testament, he said that, I can't remember which prophet prophesied that in the last days, uh, uh, women and, uh, and, and, and men will be going about looking for the word of God and they will not find it. I think it's Amos. Yeah, I think it's Amos 3. can't remember, but I think it's Amos or Amos 8. can't remember. He says they will be going about wanting the word of God. They won't find it. You know, now you go to church, every turn, every corner, you'll find a church. Yet when you get inside, riches, blessings, riches, blessings, forgiving. The people are sinning, left, right, and center. Guys, there is no word of God. Why are we not giving that much? Are we not giving that much so that he will demand that much? He doesn't demand anything from us because he didn't give us. He doesn't love us. That is what I'm thinking. I mean, guys, daddy cannot leave us to this. I mean, guys, really. I mean, really. Guys, am I saying all pastors are like this? I uh, are like this. The ones I've met, they quickly change the message, just so that they will have more members in the church. Rather have one member or no one. Tell Jesus, Jesus, I've got no one. I preached your word. Nobody wants it. I've got no one. Guess what? Let me tell you something. Jesus is going to believe you, and he will say, "Good job, well done." <laughs> He's going to say, "Well done." Why? He knows people don't want the truth. Guys, our flesh is dead. Our flesh is not in line with the truth. Nobody will want the truth. So Jesus will understand. Why would God leave us in this generation? You know, guys, sometimes I cry and say, Daddy, why didn't, why was I not born in the generation of Paul? Do you hate me? I want someone who will 
rebuke me, someone who admonish me, tell me the truth. I want someone who tell me things. Yes, I understand the Holy Spirit does that. But I want someone who I can go to and cry and say, yo, it's so difficult to be a Christian. Now I feel like doing this, but I can't. And then I'll cry, but I can't go to anyone. Why? People have given in to the last of the flesh. People have given in to temptations. Guys, are we not important to daddy in this generation? I do not know about you guys, but I'm angry. I'm fuming with, with anger. I'm fuming. These pastors have killed us with this message of riches, with this message of the things of the world as blessings. I do not see that the things of the world, guys, are, guys, I can see that they are beautiful. Best believe that. Believe me. Believe me. I can see that they are beautiful. I've been saying that. My flesh want them. But guys, my soul. Do I not desire them? I do. But my soul. Where is the pastor who will tell me the truth? Ah, guys, I don't know what happened with us. I don't know. I just want someone who loves me enough to tell me the truth. Someone who loves me enough to say, you know what? I don't care if you hate me. I'm telling you the truth. Where is that person? Why is the world filled with hypocrites? Why? Why are we hypocrites in this generation? See, guys, this thing just hurt me a lot because I sit and I ask daddy upstairs. I say, daddy, do you hate us in this generation? Won't you just have even one person, one person who will just stand for your truth? Everyone will just sell your word for riches, for the things of the world, for blessings. Ah, guys. Nevertheless, guys, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So you need to know that if daddy has given you so much, he will expect so much from you, meaning you will go through so much pain because he wants to squeeze the thing out of you. Because guys, you see, that gift that uh, daddy has deposited in, uh, to you or in you, they are deep, deep in you. You don't know some of them. You will only know them when he gets them out. So he, he, he will have to take you via the fire you will go through the fire in order to get those gifts you understand so the more he gives you much he will demand from you so if you have been given much don't do not worry that people will hate you do not worry people won't listen to you do not worry people won't follow you that's not important the word didn't say those shall be followed you understand but it does say follow jesus you understand so do not follow the wrong teachings Follow Jesus. Don't listen to my teachings. They are not important. Listen to the word. Read the word. His word still remains the best. If you feel that what I'm preaching is about riches, the things of the word, the blessings, you're sinning and I'm okay with that, then I am preaching something wrong to you. Then read the word. You understand? I'm not important. I don't want to be important. Jesus is important. I owe that guy my life. He gave the blood. I gave up things, I gave up career, I gave, I, gave, I gave up a lot of things I can't even mention to you just because I realized the things he has given me. You see, guys, the way I got saved is different from other people. I didn't get saved because I went to church. Something else, which I'm not going to speak about, then I went to church because I thought that the pastors were preaching what uh, the word. I mean, I, I thought the pastors were actually preaching God's word. You understand? So because of the way that I got saved, I, I I thought uh, that, okay, because now I have proved Jesus exists. I have proved that he wrote the word. So let me go to church. So I went to church. 
thinking that what they are preaching is right. So I took what they were preaching until that man said, mm -mm, this message of blessings and riches is not in line with my word. It's a message of, of the beast. You understand? So right after that, I decided to deny myself of pleasure. I gave up. I sacrificed things. I, sacrif I sacrificed a lot of things, guys, because I have proof of, of what he says in his word. I don't want you to believe me. It's not important. Believe his word. Believe his word. Read his word. It still remains the only source of information about his kingdom. So if you've been given so much, he will demand so much from you. Thank you.